Krantarasimadhagatam ki jai. Continuing our discussion of Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, chapter 8, <coughs> text 19. The second of Queen Kunti's prayers. Maya <coughs> javani kanchanam ana agyaruk sajamavyayam nalakshase mudatrisha nato natyadharo yatha. So as we heard in our last discussion, Kunti Devi has been awed by the opulence, the Aishwari of Bhagawan, who just protected her so- five sons and thereby herself and others from the weapons hurled by Ashvatama. And this was an external display of opulence, if you will, and an internal display of opulence you saw at the same time in terms of Krishna's protecting the uh, child within the room, Raj Parikshit, within the, within the womb of uh, Uttara hmm? from another similar weapon. The weapons were described to be very powerful hmm? to help uh, bring uh, some sense as to the prowess of Krishna. Hmm. So, she is his aunt, as we've mentioned here. His participation in the uh, Kurukshetra War um, is um, uh, very much in consideration, remembrance of her, he being the Partha Sarati, which means the chariot driver of Arjun, who is the son of, of Kunti, Partha. So, this contrast between her, he being her nephew and he being the personality of Godhead, Bhagavan, Brahman, the absolute uh, truth, the object of meditation of the yogis, the object of attainment of the jnanis, the object of love of the devotees, and different kinds of love, so love imbued with a sense of his godhood and love devoid of a sense of his godhood, the latter of which is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, advocated. He very much appreciated this point when Ramananda Roy brought it up, Gyanshunya Bhakti. Hmm? Bhakti unencumbered by knowledge, even by knowledge of the godhood of the personality of God. It's a very high ideal. Kunti's love is is just... Uh, just uh, short of that, so to speak, in terms of intensity, although perfect. And she doesn't love Krishna like the people of Braj, like Yashoda does, like uh, like uh, Rohini does, not, that is to say, with the same intensity, that love does not afford the same intimacy, but nonetheless, it's very uh, extraordinary. And so, she has seen his opulence and she's begun some prayers, uh, her bhava, as his aunt receding to the background and her sense that he's God and I'm the jiva and so forth is coming into play. And this, we, we see here then, uh, she's uh, close to the infinite and she's realizing it. So she's feeling her finiteness and um, 
offering reverential prayers. There's about 25 or six such prayers in here that so much um, profound and beautiful Gaudiya Siddhanta flows from. And um, not only is she feeling herself like a small jiva, but in a human sense, she's feeling herself as as a woman, and culturally, it's a bit of a man's world. And um, in, in in the Bhagavatam, so to speak, um, and and so she's thinking herself um, so unqualified to be in the presence of someone who the lofty thinkers and the, 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 in the time it was such that the, that the women folk were generally not um, educated hmm, and so forth and uh, they were um, mostly involved in household affairs and, so, and whatnot which is rather thought to be rather common if you will as opposed to pursuit of scriptural knowledge and the mysticism, the yogic uh, prowess and so on and so forth. But we see here, of course, that she's a devotee and her being a woman is, is in no way gets, gets in the way of her understanding the situation. She's speaking about it beautifully but humbly uh, very much nonetheless. So she says here that maya javani kanchanam that that you, yesterday she said, oh, he's the supreme God, Ishvara Prakriti Param, the God of, of, of the whole of, of, of the material energy, Namashe Purusham Tvadhyam, the original person. Hmm? Um, and she ended last night's uh, verse with a statement about his kind of uh, invisibility. Alaksham Sarvabhutanam. Invisible to others. So she picks up here where that leaves off and uh, she elaborates, if you will, on that idea. Invisible to others, although I'm seeing you now, invisible to others, she says that Maya Javani Kanchanam. So there's a deluding Maya Javanika. Curtain, uh, achanam, that you are covered by. You're covered by a curtain of maya. And therefore, people cannot see you. People cannot see you in general, and the implication here as well, people cannot see you right here, right now. Some people have been fighting with you after all, <laughs> and with your friends and with your devotees and so forth. So there's a certain eye with which the personality of God can be seen. Sri Brahma, in his Samhita, says, Premanjana Charita, Bhakti Vilochanena, Sandasarebarida Ishubilokayanti, Yam Shama Sundaram Machintimuna Swarupam, Govindam Hari Purusham Tamaham Bajami. When the eye is tinged with the salve of love, Prem, Premanjana, then one can see the personality of Godhead. Uh, as he is, he says, in the heart, as Shamsundar, so forth. So, uh, <clears throat> this kind of 
covering that she's talking about here is also um, mentioned by Krishna in the Gita, the ninth chapter. Mm. This verse connects us with that to some extent. He says there, Abhajananti mam mudha manusham tanamashrita parambhavamajananto mamabhuta maheshwaram manusham tanum ashritam manusham means human like ashritam tanum tanum means like I have the body of a human I take shelter of, the, of a human like form I, I appear hmm, in a human like form although I'm mamabhuta maheshwaram I'm the lord of everything hmm, and foolish people cannot understand me when I do so here he's appeared in a human like form hmm, Again, we're seeing this contrast between Madhurya and and Aishwarya that the uh, that uh, the Bhagavad walks a tightrope of, as we mentioned the other day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as Krishna says in the Gita, "I am the Supreme Lord, but I appear in human-like form, and they cannot understand me." He goes on to say in subsequent verses of the Gita, the two subsequent verses, that um, the kinds of people that can't see me, how they are covered, and then the kind of people that can. And there he speaks about daivim prakritim, ashrita manhatmas, mahatmanas. Mahatmanas hmm? tuta mamparta, daivim prakritim ashrita. So, she said, you said to my son, or to my, yeah, to my, to my son, hmm? parta, mahatmanas to mamparta, daivim prakritim ashrita. There are souls, great souls, and they're under the shelter of the Daivim Prakritam. Mahatmanas to Mahampartam, Daivim Prakritam Ashritam. What is it? Pajante Ananyamanaso, Kanatva Buddhadim Avayam. Their internal characteristics are described here in the third line. Next verse, the external characteristics of such persons are described satatam kirtayantumam nitantas chadidabhataha namashantas chamanitam so what is it satatam kirtayantumam nitantas chadidabhataha namashantas chamam nityam no that's another verse anyway satatam kirtayantum they are always doing kirtan nitantas chadidabhataha they have made strong vows to serve me and so forth. But uh, but uh, in the previous verse, Mahatmanastumampartim, Daivim Prakritim Ashritam. They take shelter of the, of the divine energy means they are under the influence of the Sarup Shakti, which, the essence of which is Bhakti. So I am understood through Bhakti. I am seen through the eye of Bhakti. And bhajanti ananya manaso, this is the internal character. They're always bhajanti ananya manaso. They're always, their minds are always absorbed in me hmm? without any other distraction, ananya manaso. And kanatva buddhadim avyayam. Here she says, agyadhuksajam avyayam. In his commentary, Gita commentary, Vishnashakvitakur, same word is used here in both of these verses, Abhyayam. Uh, he says, Abhyayam means Satchidananda Vigraha. Hmm? This kind of form. Hmm? Uh, 
this is what they are absorbed in um, thinking they understand is uh, everlasting uh, it is everlasting it is cognitive it is uh, uh, loving or ecstatic blissful it's human like but it is the is uh, concentrated Satchitananda. Sajiva Goswami describes it. If you were to take Brahman, Satchitananda, then you were to concentrate it. Hmm? And not add any water. <laughs> yeah, this would be the idea of the, the form of the personality of Godhead. Hmm? And appearing human-like, but the facts are so different. He's so different from human-like form. Sometimes we say he has no form, because his form is so different from the human form, which is hardly everlasting. It's not a, an embodiment of, of cognizance, but of ignorance. And um, certainly not uh, um, blissful. So sometimes in the Shastras we find these kind of states, he has no form. It means it has a form, his form is completely different from ours. But then again, Manushim Tani Mashatam, it's a human-like form. Hmm? There's some resemblance hmm, in appearance, but it's entirely different. And so that, to, to be able to appreciate that, where is he found? Where is that form found? It is found in the hearts of devotees. It is found in the context of bhakti. Hmm? Then it can be seen. Otherwise, Short of that, there's a curtain of maya hmm, that covers him. Hmm. Even when he appears, here uh, in the battle of Kurukshetra, there uh, he's being opposed and so forth and uh, and so on. So even he's personally present, they cannot understand him. This is his his uh, curtain of maya, and he lifts it for the for the devotees. So she's waxing here into a very humble condition and saying, I'm a woman, more or less she's implying, she'll come out with that as we go on directly, and I'm, I'm, I have no qualifications, and uh, I cannot uh, understand you, you're covered by a curtain of maya, hmm? uh, you are adhoksajam, agyang adhoksajam, you are beyond the range of the uh, the senses and um, ignorant people like myself, the implication is, cannot, cannot know you. Who? Then she gives a nice idea here. Hmm? Who is... Um, who are... Who are like a... She, 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 she turns to the uh, dramatic... Uh, example of the dramatic world, and of course the Bhagavatam is a beautiful text of Ras Shastra. Hmm? It's a this kind of uh, Shastra, hmm? uh, full of, of of Rasa. So it's all about the drama, really of the life of the personality of Godhead. He's the personality of Godhead, the idea is, but he's engaged in a drama of human-like affairs 
under the influence of Bhakti Devi, his own Sarup Shakti. Hmm? And it is so comprehend so absorbing, that influence is so overwhelming hmm? that his participation in the drama that created by the dance of Bhakti, if you will, hmm? that he actually loses sight of the fact that he's the personality of God. He gets so absorbed in the dramatic role that and he and, and more than that, we say philosophically, he is so much one with Bhakti hmm? that he is more the son of Yashoda, for example, than he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Hmm? We think he's a supreme personality of Godhead, but he plays the role of the mother of, of this of the son of Mother Yashoda. Hmm? Um, he plays it so well that, that he loses sight that he's the personality of Godhead. <laughs> but when we, when we look carefully, see this bhakti of Yasoda, for example, and he as the <coughs> son of Yasoda, this, they're one. They correspond. Hmm? He is the son of Yasoda, and we think the other way. And secondarily, he's the personality of, of Godhead. Hmm? So anyway, she invokes this nice uh, dramatic uh, example. She says, just like on the stage, the actor plays, and uh, people see the actor, but they don't know what he's really all about. Hmm? Um, or, you know, she's saying, if someone watches a puppet show, doesn't know there's somebody behind us pulling the strings and so forth. So he's the person, she's drifting, he's the personality of Godhead behind the whole thing. Hmm? And people can't understand that entirely. They see him as an ordinary uh, person. Hmm. And this is such as my position. I can not understand him for who he is. When in reality she's understanding him very well from these prayers, as we can see. But she's understanding him here in terms of his Aishvari, in terms of his being the personality of God and his playing a role. Hmm? as her aunt. As I said the other day, this uh, doesn't happen for the inhabitants of the Braj. They don't think he's, they think he's somehow playing a role or that he was empowered by Narayan, uh, uh, blessed to be empowered by Narayan and do extraordinary things. And so whatever godly opulence is manifest in the Braj is attributed to that. Hmm? But the sense that he's my son or my friend or my lover is never ever uh, lost to them. So again, the difference between Kunti's love and and the love in Braj that is the ideal of the uh, the Gaudiya Parampara and what was uh, ostensibly brought to the world by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <coughs> there's Yoga Maya, we say, and there's um, Mahamaya, hmm? and they're both uh, kind of the same idea. Prabhupada gave the example of energy that heats and cools dependent upon the uh, the circumstance. So uh, there's a covering of maya that doesn't allow Krishna to be understood. We call mahamaya that the ordinary people are under the influence of. We try to bring out from underneath through bhakti and they may get a glimpse uh, uh, beginning with the philosophical understanding and so forth. Hmm? And then there's the yoga maya by which the devotees don't understand that he's the uh, personality of God. This kind of illusion uh, 
is desirable. This samvit, that is a knowing that Krishna is my friend, for example, that is it ultimately is at the cost, if you will, or at the loss, or the suppressing of the knowing that he's the personality of God, it is sometimes said to be um, uh, I want to say a manifestation of yoga maya. Hmm? Uh, or somehow, in some ways, presided by Yoga Maya. And this is a kind of divine um, ignorance. Hmm. There are some Western philosophers that have spoken of divine ignorance. Sridhar Marsh quoted one, I can't remember who. Um, but at any rate, it's a beautiful uh, idea. Two types of coverings of the personality of God. And we have to, the point here is, we have to uncover the one covering, hmm? that he's an ordinary person, or that or I don't see him anywhere, there's no God, uh, and so forth. These ideas, as profound as they may seem at times, or well thought out with good arguments uh, that uh, sometimes people proffer uh, in the name of atheism and, and truth and objectivity and so forth, uh, the Gita Christ- and the Gita Krishna says, I-, I-, "I give the faith by which they can make those kind of arguments." <laughs> so no wonder they're strong at times. <laughs> I energize them. I, I give them the, the conviction. Hmm? They don't want to see me. That, that they-, they they never will. Hmm? And they can argue well on, on account of it and so forth. And so even when we see the f- the strongest atheistic arguments, we think. Ah, the power of Vishnu Maya, we offer our obeisances uh, to, to them. Oh, yes, it's wonderful to see these arguments. Isn't it beautiful? How he's done it. Uh, and they're deluding themselves to think sometimes, that, but to speak that God doesn't exist, that they don't exist, hmm? that there's no self, and so they're going on, uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and they've got a big audience of educated people and so forth. And we'll think again, oh, yes, that I offer our respect. Vishnu Maya, huh? Mama Maya Duratjaya. Krishna says, Mama Vipapadyante. My Maya will never be crossed over, never ever, unless I lift this curtain. Here, this Maya is compared to curtain. Unless I lift the curtain and let you backstage hmm, and see what's going on. Hmm? So we want to go backstage to see what's going on, that we can understand Krishna is God the personality of Godhead. In the Gita, he says also that in his, the Chatur Shloki of the Gita, he says, Aham sarvasya prabhavo mata sarvam pravartate. Everything comes from me. He's saying, I am the, per- the, the, the Swayam Bhagavan, the source of everything. And those who know this, they can do the requisite bhajan or spiritual practice. Hmm? Um, that leads ultimately raga bhava samanvitam. Sometimes Sri Ramarsh used to say it. Buddha bhava samanvitam. Raga bhava samanvitam. They can, they can en- enter into my, my world of the spontaneous love that has no, sometimes the word probably used to use spontaneous love to describe this 
love of Vrindavan that has no checking point to it, no, 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 no sense of I should or shouldn't do it. That just you're going naturally. It's such an a, a intense identification with the object of love. It's as if um, his body is my own, something like that. Hmm? No sense of he's an an, an, an other. Which you might have even in Vaidhi Bhakti, he's the other, the object of worship, I'm the worshiper. That that bridge is crossed. Hmm? So the Gita says, by understanding me as the personality of Godhead, hmm, first, getting behind the scene, the, the, the backstage, so to speak, he's performing his drama, what is it? Hmm? Why should we think of him in any special way? Hmm? Um... We can't see God anywhere, maybe, and so now you're telling me he's a, he's a cowherd, and, and this is why should I believe? We need to get go backstage and and in which understand the philosophy and, and so forth, and see the the props and and, and whatnot. Hmm? But we want to go backstage to enter onto the stage, ultimately, hmm? and be lost in that leela along with him. Hmm? Uh, so, the point being what? That we have to understand the tattva, that Krishna is the personality of God, because if we are to give ourselves entirely, as, as the rag uh, Marg devotees do, I made a little statement on Facebook a couple weeks back, um, and it was uh, said something like, uh, what did I say? I said... Um, All people give something, some people give everything. Mm. Mm. All people give something, some people give everything. Mm. What is it that what I say? Yeah. All give, some give all. All give, some give all. So, who gives all? These, these these persons. In order to do that, well, you've got to know where you can give. Who can take all? you can't find a person who can take all, then you won't be able to give all. So this is the idea of Swami Bhagavan. When he says, Aham I'm, that's it, I'm the bottom line. Hmm? I'm Rasaraj, it's another way of talking about it from a Rasic point. I'm Rasaraj, I have all possibility of, of uh, recip- loving reciprocation uh, 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 resides in me. Hmm? So finding that source... There's the one side of the equation, the other side is then to give without any reservation. Of course, I've reasoned that if we do give without reservation, reposing our love in a less than uh, capable of, of taking source, that uh, that will still be in our interest because the seva itself will inform us. It will inform our our giving such that we'll It'll be it, the object will start to be refined hmm? <coughs> gradually. So that's why in Gita, the twelfth chapter, Krishna says, "Do this, do this, do this. Sit, meditate upon me, love me. If you can't do that, try loving me by by meditating on my past senses. If you can't do that, do do Vaidhi Bhakti, plant Tulsi trees, open temples, uh, and do Shavanam Kirtanam, and so forth." You know? And if you, if you can't do that, he gets down to the point. Of Pali says, "Just, just give." Give somewhere. Hmm? 
So, but as that giving tendency is refined by way of reposing it in a more perfect object, perfect in the sense of being capable of taking, then our capacity to give and give without reservation, which is the ideal of the Brajapakti, is uh, is uh, is realized. So, this is the this is the whole idea, in one sense, of the emphasis of Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam to establish, on no, in no uncertain terms, what is the source, what is the perfect object of love. Hmm? We all want love. We have some loving capacity where we can repose our love, and so forth. So, therefore, as I say. We want to go behind the stage and see that he's the personality of Godhead and understand the philosophy, only to forget that he's the personality of Godhead. And get and and, and from the from the audience, we want to go backstage, and from backstage, we want to go on stage, something like that, and participate in the leela. There was a uh, godbrother of. Prabhupada Saipal Bhaktisam Sarasthi Thakur in Bon Maharaj, Bhakti Hridai Bon Maharaj, who went to, sent to England and Germany, and he preached in Germany. And I've told the story before, but they, uh, the audience, uh, in, uh, or some associates, acquaintances, invited him to a theistic drama that night, and he went and he visited, and they performed the drama, and in the drama, God was in the ba- balcony. So every now and then he, and then he came out and said, I bless you, you know, I curse you, and something. That was his role. And so after the drama, they asked what he thought of it from the Hindu perspective. Hmm? And he said it was very nice, but in our um, religion, God is not in the balcony. Hmm? He's on stage. And sometimes he jumps into the audience. He didn't say that, but I had sometimes he jumps into the audience <laughs> itself. Hmm? It's like some guy... You know, they, they jump, the musician jumps in and they all carry him or they don't know what to do. He's in my hands now, you know. He was up there, my ideal. Now he's right in my hands. And this is the kind of thing that Kunti's going through here. <laughs> and they're passing him along and trying to, you know, figure out how to deal with this, something like that. So it's center stage and, and much audience, uh, what you say, um, interactive. Hmm? Just today is very you know this is a common idea to have to get the audience to interact. Hmm? Some year back or so or two that I think it's at Newsweek or Time Magazine they have the, the person of the year and they said it's you, you know the interactive audience that puts all those silly comments on the blogs and the news articles and and so on and so forth. <laughs> it's you. We want your feedback and so forth. This is very much kind of a. Bhakti idea that Krishna wants to hear from you and be be one with you and uh, and uh, and so on. So to enter the stage, or you know, he may even jump off the stage into the audience. This is how our drama is uh, played out. And indeed, the whole of Krishna Leela is compared like this to a drama. There's two curtains: the curtain of Mahamaya, the curtain of of Yoga Maya. Hmm? So, want to remove one and and uh, and keep the other. That yoga maya is a divine ignorance that constitutes the ultimate in knowing. Hmm. Like I like to call it, a kind of an agnostic uh, theistic and uh, theism, an unknowing theism. 
something like that. That some bit, the knowing that Krishna is my friend, that is an unknowing, that hmm, may <laughs> make one look even foolish at times. But that kind of foolishness we want. Hmm, that kind of uh, that kind of ignorance. So Kunti is helping us to appreciate all of these things here in her second verse tonight. Any question? She's saying, he comes, he acts like a human being, actually he's pulling the strings behind everything. Hmm? We're seeing a puppet, but he's the string puller behind it and everything else at the same time. Hmm? Again, he's the personality of Godhead. So she... Very nice. That's right. Yeah, he, he, he facilitates the. Yeah. This is. He's very um, um, objective as the Paramatma. Hmm? Witness. Hmm? Sanctioning. And giving the rewards and the the, the negative and positive consequences for action, and the the action is on the part of the people. We call that the karma, and the rewards are the karma also, and the or the, the and the consequences, good or bad, negative or positive, are the uh, extended idea of the karma, and the, and he's the sanction, the witness, and so he cannot be faulted in that. Because if he's to be faulted in that, um, he's really being faulted for allowing freedom. And that's the most valuable commodity. That's what makes us alive and different from mat dull matter, that we're not merely automatons and so forth. Hmm? So you can't fault him for that, but there are consequences of that. Hmm? So the consequences in the face of material nature are that, well... People might uh, uh, tend to make the wrong choices due to their smallness and size rather than being, they're like him but different. Hmm? They're, the, they're only the Bibin Hamsa, small part. So he sanctions, yeah, and, and so he doesn't get in the way. And indeed, he, he facilitates in the instance in which you're, we're talking about. So if uh, someone is bent on, um, denying the personality of God, we are arguably then he gives them arguments to support themselves. But at the same time, uh, he is partial to his devotees. And so those who do uh, um, approach him in devotion, for them, um, then Bhagawan is the object of love, really in the full sense of the term of bhakti, more so than the paramatma feature, who tends to be a witness. I mean, the terms are overlapping, and we can call Krishna the paramatma, but I mean, what I'm saying here, that the paramatma as a witness 
of sanctioning uh, uh, the uh, material natures, uh, dishing out the, the consequences of, of action and not getting involved and letting the jiva have such freedom of sorts, uh, is one thing. Bhagwan's position in play in Leela, whether it be Narayan or Krishna, uh, Ram, so is, is another thing. And that, he then, is the object of of bhakti, and so he becomes partial to the devotees, and he does interfere with them. <laughs> he does interfere with them, even if they want to do the wrong thing, he may interfere hmm? in such a way that they, that they will be chastened to him, something like that. Or he may make them do the wrong thing, that they might be embarrassed to become humble. And so there's some, uh, this is the difference. But it's an impartiality in an overall sense because he's really impartial in that as they approach him, he's, re- he's responding. So those who approach him in that way, well, they're partial to him, so he's partial to them. Mm-hmm. And so while, he, well, as the Paramatma, he, he makes them go up and makes them go down according to their deeds, which is a way of saying what they want. Hmm? Action speaks louder than words, so they back to this is what they want. So these are the consequent. But for the devotees, then it's, it's, it's a different uh, takes a different position. What else? All right, we'll stop there. Grantara Srimad Bhagavatam Kijai. Carries with it Christian concepts. I would call it, uh, you know, uh, heretical Protestant ethic, for example. Uh, and it carries on, you know, to this day. So it, it, it was, very, was very powerful. The meta narrative that, that, that replaced Christianity is modern science, but it hasn't really ascended to the to the extent that Christianity did. That it was just a given in the Western world. I mean, atheistic voice was just like you know, not to be heard practically at one point. It's been eroded and so forth. And, Science tried to, you know, w- well, was ascending to that position, and then you have the, the postmodern idea that science hasn't fulfilled, solved all the problems. We're without a meta narrative now. There is no meta narrative. This is the postmodern idea. There are a lot of different narratives. They're all relative, and there is no overarching ultimate reality, and, and so forth. This, these kind of ideas are out and about. But my, my point is that we are in relative discussion. Influenced somewhat by this idea of linear time, things have a start. Well, in Christianity, the linear time has a beginning, and it has an end. It begins with really with uh, uh, with Christ, and it ends with uh, what the second coming or something like that. And so, we have a tendency to look at the world like like this. But but uh, but a line, as I've written elsewhere, in comparison to a circle, is a disturbing idea. Because you cannot define, as we've said before, anything unless you can, can in, in relation to something else. So a line is made of so many dots, right? Hmm? 
So if you want to pick a spot on the line and understand it, you have to understand it in relation to the dot next to it. But then there's a dot next to that. And so you have to go back in the line. Like, And the line just keeps going. Hmm? And there's no end to that. Hmm? It's disturbing. The circle actually answers the question, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Hmm? Or which came first, the seed or the tree? The circle answers it. Hmm? It says both or neither. Hmm? But you can't reach that conclusion <laughs> with linear idea of of, uh, of time. So I'm just making a, a, a point here that that the linear time or the cyclical time and which Anadi is uh, is is uh, beginninglessness. Uh, the coming and going of the universes and so forth, it's hard to get a grasp of Maybe because partly we're influenced by uh, linear time and Western thinking about things. And The Indians at the time of the, the Goswami's writing of the text and so forth, it just really wasn't a problem. Hmm? It's kind of like, yeah, it feels good. You know, the circle is, even among the Greeks, was, was um, like the, the it has completion to it. Hmm? it, it it's. It, uh, I guess we we want finality, but <laughs> we don't get it by the line. Uh, by the circle, you'll get finality, and the finality will be that. Uh, well, in terms of the, the Vedic idea, the finality it's again and again the circle of the world comes and goes again and again in a loud way. It says. Hmm, it's all going to end, come back and, and go out. And come out. So it's again and again telling us, again and again, hmm? this uh, coming and going of the universe should be transcended. Anyway, I want to say it's a really a peaceful idea if you think about it. It's a letting go. Oh, the tree and the seed. and It's a, it's a letting go of trying to figure it out. Hmm? Trying to get it within your, your, your capture it within your head. Hmm? That's a relief because we are trying to measure. The line is for measuring. The circle is not for measuring. <laughs> the line is for measuring. How long is it? Hmm? So this is what I want to say. This measuring tendency. Then oh, this is this is a problem. This is this is Maya. Hmm? So he says he gives us an example. Which comes first, the seed or the tree? Think of it like this. Hmm? And there's no infinite regress because each cycle is complete and so on and so forth. But anyway, my point is that after that Adhikaran, that subject, hmm, the next Adhikaran comes in the Vedanta Sutra. The Adhikaran was partiality of God. Is God partial? The opponent says, the Purvapakshan says, looks like God's partial. The Sutra says, no, because of karma. Hmm? The, The opponent says, well, and at the beginning of karma, he was partial. No, because of anadi. End of discussion. God is impartial. Next study, Karn, the partiality of God. And the idea of Bhaktivatsal comes, that he's partial towards his devotees. And then this is described by Valdivadvusan as, this is, the great, this is not a fault, this is another thing altogether. This is the greatest ornament. Hmm? 
This is what causes the devotees to take shelter from him because he is such, because he's partial to to uh, to their love and so forth. Hmm? So, uh, in a big way, Kunti is part of this uh, idea, uh, as I say, uh, the whole central part, central center of the Leela, his relationship with Arjun and the Kurukshetra Warren, ultimately his being the chariot driver. There he's named after her, hmm? uh, the, the chariot driver of the son of Kunti. And he's on that chariot now to say, and he's about to, excuse me, about to head back to Dwarka. And she's pained by that. And at the same time, she's just seen his Aishvarya and she begins to glorify him. He says, Namashe Purusham. Advadyam, she says, you are the Purusha. Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur envisions a discussion between uh, Kunti and 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 Krishna that the verse kind of gives a synopsis and an essence of, and he fills in the details. You are the Purusha, and Krishna says, of course I'm a person. <laughs> what else would I be? I'm your, you know, your nephew. Hmm? So he he, <laughs> he wants to wants to keep her in that I- intimacy, but she's wafting, whacked, waxing towards Aishvarya. Hmm? This is a, somewhat of a problem for Krishna, just like in the mature Leela when when he's 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 born and they start treating him like God and so forth, or when he comes to Mathura after leaving Vrindavan to uh, kill Kamsa and and meet with Vasudeva Devaki again, and then he kills Kamsa, and whoa, that's Aishwarya. Every demon that was sent to Vrindavan was under the control of Kamsa, so what was his power? And Krishna just scared him to death by holding him and raising his hand as if he was going to hurt him, and he just died. And, and so... And Devaki and Vasudeva uh, were freed from the prison and all. And there's their son, and they, but he's God. He just killed Kamsa. Oh, my God. And so they can't just have him sit on their lap. So he somehow brings down his Aishwarya so that they'll show their Vatsalya. Hmm? And, and, and so he's trying to do that here to some extent. She says, he says, Namashe, my obeisances to you, the Purusha. Purusha means person. It means a man also. Said, of course I'm a man. <laughs> what do you think I am? Hmm? Of course I'm a person. Namaste hmm? purusham. No. Tadyam. Hmm? Yeah, I know you're a person, but you're not an ordinary person. You're the you tuadyam. You are the adi purusha. Hmm? You're the original person. You're the person that all persons come from. Hmm? She's saying, Krishna's too, Bhagavan Swayam. Hmm? Here it is again. Uh, and then she says, um, Prakritim, Prakrite, Purusham Param. Hmm? You are the uh, um, Prakrite, Ishwara Prakrite Param. Ishwara Prakrite Param. You are the Ishwara. He says, Krishna says, what do you mean now I'm the Ishwar? Indra's the Ishwar. Hmm? Brahma's the Ishwar. Uh, I'm your your nephew. 
She says, no, you're, you're the Ishwar Prakriti Param. They may be Ishwars. As I said earlier, Indra may be Ishwar. Brahma may be an Ishwar, but you are the Ishwar Prakriti Param. You're the Ishwar of the whole of Prakriti, the whole of the world. Param. You're the supreme Ishwar of the whole world. They may be Ishwars to one extent or another. All by your grace, all reflections of your own power, and so forth. So she's coming back with Aishvarya answers. Uh, what does she say? Uh, Alakshanam, hmm? Sarvabhutanam, Alak Alaksham, Sarvabhutanam, Antar Bahir Avastitam. So she, now she says, and this in light of what you just did. Hmm? I saw it, what you just did. It says, Alaksham, Sarvabhutanam, Hmm? that uh, antar you are antar you're inside and outside of everything outside you killed you saved the Pandavas my sons and inside the the uh, the womb of uh, Udara, Uttara you saved my grandson you're inside everything you're outside, outside of everything hmm? um, you're Alaksham Sarvabhutanam. Your um, and, and and your the fact of this you, at the same time is invisible to everyone. You're everywhere. Uh, uh, I've seen that you're everywhere, but but most people can't see you anywhere. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> so this is your position. So in this way, she she begins her. Her prayers in glorification of Sri Krishna. Hmm? Are there any questions? What's the time? Namaste Purusham Twadyam. Purusham Twadyam. You are the you are the Adi Purusham. In whose prayer? I remember she said, Pai Pai Mahayogin. I'd have to look back and see. Hmm. Um, I think it's in that verse. Pai Pai Mahayogin. Let's see if we can find it. Antasta Sarvabhutanam Atma Yoga Ish Or maybe it was Arjuna's appeal during the Brahmastra incident. Yeah, it comes up again and again. Anything else? Parthasarati Krishna Ki Jai, Shakunti Devi Ki Jai. Panch Pandava ki jai, Sri Siddhauji Gopal ki jai, Manavan ki jai, Go Premanande.